0: The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.
1: Romans 12, 1 and 2 are probably some of the most popular and helpful verses when it comes to practically living out the Christian life. Godly living is very important, but it's not a result of merely following rules. Let's talk about it more coming up. You have tuned to Grace in Focus which is the podcast and broadcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. We are a free grace ministry, and we exist to provide clarity about eternal salvation and Christian living. You can find out a lot more about us at our website, faithalone.org. There we have over a thousand articles that you can read. You can check out our daily blogs and subscribe to our 48-page, bi-monthly magazine, Grace in Focus. Find it all at faithalone.org Now with today's discussion Here are Catherine Wright and Ken Yates And we are in Romans
0: And not only are we in Romans But we are in a Brand new I was about to say
2: this is a big deal guys we are we are moving out That's of right. chapter 11 I didn't think it would ever happen
0: <laughs> We are done we're talking about Uh-oh. the future of Israel <laughs> Everyone recognizes that Romans 12:1 begins a new section yeah. of Romans and these are some of the most famous I mean Romans I was, is full of famous I was verses. about
2: to say 10 and 3 uh, but these, this kind. has got to be in the top 5 right
0: What is the connection here Yes Paul is talking about a new theme here, and he is talking about practical application of what he's been talking about in Romans. But there is also a connection with what's going on before. In the first eight chapters, Paul has talked about the fact that we are justified by faith alone, Mm -hmm. the law cannot justify us, and he's also said that the law of Moses cannot produce spiritual life in us, that it is not the the measure by which we live. It has uh, no
2: transformation ability. Th- it
0: cannot transform us. Mm-hmm.
2: So I can't look at my little list That's and right, say, do, do, do my p- quiet time and read in my Bible and pray, and I'll be good to go. And I'll
0: be like Christ. And I'll be like Jesus. Right. Of course, Paul in Romans 7 said that is how he initially tried living the Christian life. Sure. And it didn't work.
2: I would argue every believer has done that at least once. Oh, sure.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you remember in Romans chapter three, verse eight, Hmm. Paul says that because of his teaching about the law, that some people say that Paul says, well, let us do evil that good may come. In other words, what they're saying is that well, Paul doesn't care about the law of Moses. He's just telling us to go live however we want.
2: Which, man, don't we hear that all the time as free oh, grace people? Yes. That free grace just teaches license to sin. It doesn't matter how you live. Easy believism. Just go that's party right. it up and you'll still go to heaven, which is true, but that's not what we teach. <laughs> we don't teach that it doesn't matter. It does. It does matter how we live.
0: But it is a common charge against free, grace people. A lot of times it's not even just against free, grace people. It's by anybody who teaches that one saved always. Right. You you know, but now Paul in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, really through the rest of the book is this section that, no, we should live godly. Yeah. It is, as he's going to call it, a reasonable or rational thing to do. And,
2: And can I just say... In my opinion, I don't think that you can live a truly godly life without understanding what Paul is saying here, which you can live a legalistic life by following the law. But those who accuse that free grace people are just, you know, teaching a lawless life is just kind of, it's, it, I think it's it's a misunderstanding of what we're teaching.
0: Yes. And again, you're absolutely right. A person who believes, for example, that now this is going to sound harsh, that you can lose your salvation. Mm-hmm. And so therefore they work, 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 work in order. And they look
2: very godly.
0: That's right. Or someone who believes such a lordship person, well, I've got to show those works to prove that I'm saved either to others or to myself. That's not godliness. Right. You know Exactly. and, And Paul has argued against those things in the book of Romans. So Paul here in this section of Romans is going to talk about the importance of godly living. Obviously, he's already touched earlier in the book about other reasons why we ought to live godly. Mm -hmm. Do we want to experience life, the abundant life? Mm -hmm. Do we want to be rewarded? Romans 8, of reigning with Christ, of being great in his kingdom. Do you
2: want to experience the deliverance from God's wrath?
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah. I I want to avoid the consequences (laughs) of sin. hundred percent. Well, now Paul is giving another reason in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And notice what he says. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. Now, this is important. Who's he talking to? He's talking to
2: the church. The
0: church. Mm-hmm. He's talking to believers. He's talking to brethren. By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable or some translations will say rational service. So what is Paul's point here? When he says that they ought to present their bodies as living sacrifices, obviously he's talking about living in a godly way, and we're going to talk more about that. But he appeals to the mercies of God. Well, in chapters 9, 10, and 11, Paul has repeatedly said that God has been merciful to us, these Gentiles who are now a part of the body of Christ. And he says, it is entirely rational. It is entirely reasonable that you therefore present your bodies to the Lord as a living sacrifice. So the first thing I would say is, why should I live godly? Well, there's a lot of reasons, as we've already said, but what Paul says here in verse one is because of the mercy he showed me, Mm -hmm. we would say because of the grace that has been poured out upon me. How should I respond to that? The only reasonable or rational thing is to say, Lord, how can I please you? How can I serve you in a way that is acceptable to you because of all that you've done for me? You know, sometimes people will say, well, if I believed in grace and if I believed what you all believe, I would go out and just live like the devil. Paul was accused of that, as we saw in Romans chapter three, verse eight.
2: Or even how, later when he says, should I just sin so that grace can abound? Right. He says, certainly not.
0: Now, yeah. here he is saying, no, rationally, if I understand the grace of God, what a powerful motivation it is for me to respond in gratitude mm-hmm. and love and want to serve him. When you look at what Christ did and look what he has given us as a free gift, eternal life that we can never lose. And then he says... Follow in my footsteps and you can reign with me, Romans eight seventeen. How do I look at that and then say, oh, well, great. Now I'm just going to go live however I want. And I don't care what he thinks of me.
2: Even just from a self-preservation perspective, I don't want to experience the wrath of God in my life as his child. I don't want to experience the wages that come from living that way. I want to have a life that is fruitful. That's also a good motivation. That's reasonable That's not really rooted in an emotional motivation, but it's It's rooted in in a reasonable one. It is logical that the believer would say, hey, I really don't want to get my butt smacked by the Lord. That's a very rational response to what he has done for you.
0: Yes. And by the way, this word for service at the end of verse one, your reasonable or rational service, it deals with service in the tabernacle in the Old Testament where Mm -hmm. sacrifices are taking place. We might call it worship of God, that our our bodies ought to be a sacrifice, one of praise and worship to God, but it's dealing with sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this fits well with this verse when Paul says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. And I have to say that I think Zane's commentary on Romans deliverance from wrath he has a great discussion on this and what he argues is that this living sacrifice as it relates to this service of God that our lives ought to be a sacrifice to him Zane argues that this goes back to Romans 5 6 7 and 8 where of course the sacrifices in the Old Testament were dead but we are to offer our bodies as a living Mm. sacrifice. So what does Paul mean by that? And Zane argues, Paul said earlier that we ought to present our bodies as dead, but as alive, that our bodies are dead. Our flesh is, how does Paul say it?
2: This Uh, body of death, right? At the end of of chapter seven. Right. That he cries out. So we are in this body of death, but as we walk in the spirit, as we are being empowered by the spirit, we can
0: produce life,
2: produce life. So we are Living (laughs) sacrifice, A living sacrifice.
0: Or as Paul says, consider your bodies dead to sin, but alive through the spirit who lives within you. This is what Paul has in mind here. And what we see here is that our bodies that he's talked about, you know, consider yourself dead to sin. You know, you're living in these bodies. Remember who will deliver me from this body of death, Mm -hmm. as Paul says, but yet we're alive. We're alive through the spirit and we should present our bodies this way. In other words, walking by the Spirit, we are literally a living sacrifice to the Lord. The other thing that I would say here, it's amazing to us that so many people in Christianity teach that if you're truly saved, you're going to live a godly life automatically. Mm-hmm. And you can see here that Paul <laughs> Paul would reject that out at hand. He's He's saying, No, this isn't automatic. That's why he he is exhorting them. Notice what he says. I beseech you. I exhort you to do this. You have a choice. Mm -hmm. You do not have to do this. And it is anything but automatic. And he says that when you do that, you live your life in a holy way. And of course, this goes back to Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8 as well. How do we live a holy life? by this life through the Spirit as we present our bodies to the Lord. And this is the only acceptable way to please the Lord.
2: Yeah, I was going to say the idea of being acceptable to God, that's not a salvation idea from hell, right? We're talking about Christian living. Well, how can I, even though I'm still living in this body of death, going back to chapter 7, right, that cry of the Lord please him? Well, it is by walking in the spirit and going to him, not through the law or through legalistic lists that we just arbitrarily come up with now.
0: Right. And that's the only way to please him. Boy, that was a lot in one verse. Was about
2: to say, we're going to be in chapter 12 now <laughs> no. for another 30 years. <laughs> no,
0: that, hopefully all these verses won't be this involved, but uh, there's so many issues there, particularly going back to Paul's discussion on Christian living mm-hmm. in Romans 5 through 8. And obviously there's a lot more that you all can dive into on your own. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this. And remember, keep, keep grace
2: and focus. focus.
1: Are you interested in finding other Free Grace believers just like yourself in your area? On our website, we have a church tracker. It's an easy-to-use map that will help you locate those other Free Grace churches that might be in your area. So come visit us at the website and take advantage of our free church tracker. It's at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We would love to hear from you. Maybe you've got a question, comment, or some feedback. If you do, please don't hesitate to send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode, we will focus on Romans twelve two words like conformed, transformed, and renewing the mind. Join us again, and until then, let's keep Grace in Focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.